For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It is the Daily Stripe Tuesday, August 15th. Hit your free throws because they're free. Fisher Disciples, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. There's some new running backs in the AFC East. Ezekiel Elliott is joining my New England Patriots, and Dalvin Cook will be heading over to the New York Jets, joining former foe from the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers, in the backfield, uh, giving some cushion to Brees Hall. Not too surprising, um, but yet, nonetheless, very exciting for both moves. Yeah, not definitely not surprising on the Dalvin Cook move. I think that's something we all anticipated that he's going to be in the AFC East, whether that be in Miami, Buffalo, or New York. And mm. I think New York was the favorite. So from foe to fam. Um, but I do, I do think the Zeke thing was a little out of left field, in my opinion. I, unless, oh, really? unless you had, you know, ears and eyes on that beforehand. Um, I thought that was going to happen. I thought that was what we were going to turn to if we didn't get Dalvin cook. Um, and while I really, I really, if you didn't get Dalvin cook also throw in there, maybe you didn't want Dalvin cook acknowledging now what the jets ended up paying for him. I mean, Zeke signed first. I mean, could have been negotiating with both of them, but you know, sure. Um, I think that I think new England wanted Dalvin. But I think the price was high. I think Bill's a penny pincher, and the two million dollar difference makes it makes a difference for Bill Belichick, especially when he has Ramondre Stevenson on his depth chart, who I think he still thinks is his number one running back, who was very good as a runner last year, had four hundred plus receiving yards last year, and by all accounts should still be our RB one. And I know Damian Harris was hurt last year, but he still played eleven games. And you need a running back by committee, and I don't know if the rest of the guys in the roster are up to snuff. And Ezekiel Elliott. He may not be Zeke of his first couple years in Dallas, and he was phenomenal in his first few years of Dallas. He was phenomenal in college. He may be the opposite of what we like to call fresh legs, but he could be a really good goal line back. And I think that's, I think that's a real lost art in the NFL. It was really important that the Detroit Lions had Jamal Williams last year, who had a lot of touchdowns for that team. It was important that they replaced him with David Montgomery. It's important that the New Orleans Saints brought in Jamal Williams. Once you get into the red zone, it's no guarantee you're scoring the football. And I know we were a little harsh on Josh Allen and our quarterback rankings, but he's so effective in the red zone because he's a runner. Jalen Hurts is so effective in the red zone because he can run the football and score rushing touchdowns. Kim Newton in the past. And those are quarterbacks. Having a guy that can get in there with a big body uh, into the end zone and score once you're in the five-yard line is going to be very imperative to winning some of these close football games, which I imagine the New England Patriots are going to try to play in this year. And I think bringing in Ezekiel Elliott was just what the doctor ordered. A veteran guy, um, 
He may not have won the NFL level, but he's won in the college level. I think he's okay, and he's starting that second act of his career where he's a number two back and not and okay being not the focal point of the offense. And I'm very excited for what this is going to bring. It's, it's again, more depth uh, for the Patriots running back room with an experienced guy who's led the league in rushing, a guy that can score 10-plus touchdowns still. So I think it's very exciting. Where Dalvin Cook probably is the primary guy uh, sharing the duties with Brees Hall, and there's going to be a lot more expected out of him in New York. But if you're a New England Patriots fan, you can't be upset. Um, I'm not getting a t-shirt jersey for Ezekiel Elliott. I got one with Cam Newton. We signed him right away. That was a mistake. Cam Newton flopped. So just out of you guys are both not getting t-shirt jerseys if we're following along from the running back for agency game that we started uh, back in, I don't know, April, March. Um you guys both went 0 for 2 on Zeke and Dalvin's picks. Josh, you had, you had the Bengals, Toss, you had the Cowboys for Zeke. And then for Dalvin, Josh, you had the Dolphins, and Toss, you had the Bills. The last person on this list that's remained unsigned is Kareem Hunt. So kind of could depend on that. And these are two viable options. Josh, you have the Chargers, and Toss, you have the Dolphins. So that could be wow. That, that could, could be could come, it could. I mean, they'd be good pickup for the Chargers. Uh, Devon, pretty good in Miami, apparently. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I think it's a really good move for both teams. I think if you're the Jets, and we've discussed this a bunch of times and talking about Dalvin Cook and the Jets, Brees Hall was phenomenal when he played last year. And the ACL injury was deemed less serious than other ACL injuries, but he's still coming off a major knee injury. And he's a guy you probably want to ease in there. And no, nothing against Michael Carter, but Michael Carter is probably a running back three in the NFL. NFL running back, but a running back number three. And you bring in a guy like Dalvin Cook who's got who oozes with experience, very talented, very accomplished guy, and he's going to be a great backfield mate with Aaron Rodgers uh, who's going to work the play action just as well, if not better than Kirk Cousins. And I think this Jets offense just picks up another edge to where they could compete with Miami and Buffalo for not only the best offenses in their division, but maybe the best offenses in the AFC. Yeah, you gave the shout out to Michael Carter, but you didn't shout out Zonovan Knight. Who Sorry, Zonny Knight. Yeah, he did have some, some nice flashes last year. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think Brees Hall, tremendous talent. No need to rush him now that you have Dovin Cook. And, and maybe come week eight or nine, you know, it is a true split backfield at that point. We saw what Brees could do when he was healthy last year. Obviously, you know, we, we all respect Dalvin's um his ability and what he's been able to do in his career. He's been a tremendous running back in the NFL. I look at, you know, this Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott backfield. And I mean, I'm just going to throw out one and, and maybe Ramondre is not the same guy as, as Alvin Kamara, but what Ingram and Kamara were able to do when Ingram was the healthier version of him and the younger version of him, how effective he was in the goal line and how um, effective that one, two punch was. You know, that's something that I would I would like to see the the Patriots try and replicate on offense. The one thing you mentioned, Jamal Williams, who had 12 catches last year. He only had 12 receptions. Now he had 17 touchdowns, which was <laughs> an un, a ridiculous feat. But last year, Zeke, I think, had 17 receptions. But the previous four years, he had 40 receptions plus every single season. So he is he is a more versatile back than a guy like Jamal Williams. He is a Absolutely. guy that can get involved in the passing game. Can, can teach Ramondre a thing or two about being um, kind of a, a bulk carry back, but also being able to, you know, break out into the flat, catch passes, work with HB screens and stuff like that. So I think he's a guy that Ramondre can really learn under as well. Um, and, and someone that's 
pretty versatile as far as RB2s go in the NFL. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if he's getting eight to 10 carries a game, like maybe the burst will come back a little bit, right? Like he was still the RB1 from a carry standpoint last year. Pollard mm. was utilized more in the passing attack and, um, you know, allowed to kind of have some of those more uh, breakout type of plays on the outside and, 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 you know, use his speed on the edge. But Zeke is, you know, look, if, if these guys are NFL running backs, they still have some amount of speed. And I'm excited to see what he can do for you guys, Josh. I think, I think this is a great pick. It was a great I, pickup and you, and you save the money. You don't have to worry about catering an offense to Dalvin cook. And you're not taking the light away from Ramond, Ramondre at all, who is still a very young, capable running back of becoming I mean, he's an RB one in fantasy, right? This is the type of guy that you want to be a top 10 running back in the league. And I, I don't think that changes anything. We want to run the football. Look at our moves we've made. Like, Gasecki was like another tight end, and he's like not a bad tight end. I know he has he had a shoulder injury, but he should be fine for week one. We have Gasecki, we have Hunter Henry, and Hunter Henry is a good pass catching tight end. But I think having both those tight ends in the building, having a bigger body wide receiver in Juju Smith Schuster, who's got some championship pedigree under his belt now. Now we bring in Zeke Gavram, Andre Stevenson, and nothing against Mac Jones, but we want to run the football. I've been saying this for a long time now with this iteration of the team. Belichick knows he's got a great defense. He knows he could arguably have if he wants or if he's capable of having it, the best defense in the AFC. Uh, and I think if he has the if he has a top three defense in the AFC and he knows his quarterback play is probably the worst in his division, let alone where it stands in the AFC as a whole, he's going to want to want to run the football and get in and out of games. And I think this is another move that really lends itself to that notion. And I think bringing in Zeke is going to help this football team be the best version of itself. And he may not, he may be getting 10 carries a game. Look, he had, he ran for 800 yards last year. He could scamper for another 500, 600 yards. He could pass, he could pass block really well, which is exciting. He's so an excellent pass blocker. Yeah. That's, so that, that's, that's, that's big for Mac Jones, giving him, giving him some more time. And I think there's other guys. I think Thornton could not have a big year, but as a second year player with some speed, I think he's going to be interesting. Um, some end around some quick hits, maybe some long balls. We'll see if Mac Jones could air it out with Bill O'Brien again. And then again, like we mentioned, Juju Smith, Schuster, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne are still there. Their weapons are not that bad. They're obviously not as good as the rest of the division, but they're not that bad. And I think adding Ezekiel Elliott again, is just some more depth, which Belichick loves. And, but I think the Dalvin cook move to me, and I want to ask you guys this from a fantasy football perspective, because it's been such a hot topic for us right now. On ESPN, averaged Brees Hall is the 20th-ranked guy, and Dalvin Cook was the 28th-ranked running back prior to signing with the Jets. Should Dalvin Cook jump Brees Hall? Yes. In slightly. Slightly. Not not by a ton, but I, I think to me it's this move is more an indicator that Brees Hall should not be number 20. Okay. And he should, and he should drop. I don't what necessarily about- know like how how – high up on the board Dalvin is going to finish, but because Brees is there, but I certainly um, am not looking at Brees Hall in the same consideration as I was before this move was made. Yeah. I, how I'm, I'm, less, I'm less deterred about Ramondre. I'm, do, I, do you take Dalvin or Ramondre then? Um, I would take Ramondre before Dalvin Cook, but I would be certainly okay with having Dalvin Cook on my roster. Nick? Yeah, I mean, I would take – to answer the first question, I think Dalvin should be ranked ahead. I mean, 
talking about Brees Hall having injury, you can ease him back now. There's no rush for him to immediately be able to be the number one running back at, you know, in their playbook and on the field. You give him an opportunity to kind of get some fresh legs and rest up and, you know, get his his uh his legs back underneath him. Dalvin would played, you know, great football last year. I mean, he's still a top tier running back. So just kind of depending on where he fell. And, you know, I'm already thinking in our fantasy draft that we're going to do here in, you know, a few minutes that he's still available. Um, so Dalvin for sure. And then in terms of Ramondre and Dalvin, um, is that, that's the question, right? Who's, who yeah, I still think Dalvin. I'm not super okay. high on Ramondre. You really, you really are out on, on, on Ramondre. What do you? <laughs> so it's a good reason to be out on somebody. Um, okay, that's fair. I Maybe mean, another question I have is, like, here's some guys that ranked ahead of him, like Damian Pierce or Dalvin Cook. Damian Pierce. Okay. I think Damian was really good last year. I mean, crappy Texans team, but it gets better. Um, you know, their defense is going to be a little stronger. Finally have a real quarterback in place. I mean, whether he's going to be good right away or not. Um, but I like Damian Pierce. I think he's a good good RB, RB2 on a fantasy team. What about Madison, Cakers, Rashad White, James Conner? Like that whole realm. I mean, Dalvin's better than all those guys. Okay. Yeah. I The one thing about Pierce uh, that worries me a little bit is he's not quite as involved in the passing game as a guy like Dalvin is. Um he was really effective as a rusher last year, but they were not peppering him with targets. So if you're in a PPR, if you're a standard, I'm taking Pierce ahead of Dalvin. But if I'm in a PPR, I'm, I'm considering, I'm considering, and it's a tough choice because Dalvin will be involved in the pass game and he's just electric with the ball in his hands. You just have to give it, you just got to get it to him. And he actually wasn't as effective as a rusher last year as he had been the previous two years. So uh, yeah, I, that's a, that's a toss up. I mean, I think we all are pretty – I think we're all selling James Conner this season. So I, I'm not I'm not touching him with a 27-and-a-half-foot pole. Mm, okay. Interesting. I want no I want no James Conner on any of my teams. And you want no Arizona Cardinals stake, really, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, if Marquise Brown is a backup wide receiver for me, that's fine. But, like, he'll be gone by – you know, before I get the chance for that to, to, to make that happen. Okay. Noted. Fair, fair questions all around. Um, for we'll take a quick break from the AFCs. Let's go to the AFC South. Uh, we may see two starting quarterbacks as rookies week one. Anthony Richardson officially named the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Surprised. How do you guys feel? What does it mean for Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce in fantasy? Uh, just some general thoughts from AR 15 being named QB one. Not surprised. I mean, the other option was what Sam Ellinger and, you know, we love the kid, but you know, we, it's pretty clear and evident that he's not the guy to be starting NFL games. You know, if you have other viable options, um, Gardner you know, you have in your locker room. Yeah. I mean, still like, yeah, you took Anthony Richardson. He tested better than any other quarterback in this class. He tested better than any other quarterback since Cam Newton, um, you know, so you know that at least when you're putting him on the field, you're getting the best athlete that's out there that could possibly be in the NFL, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I think you just kind of let him do his thing, get his experience and, you know, work with him along the way. I mean, there's no expectations here this year. You know, it's a, it was already, 
I mean, I'm sure some people are surprised. I'm not surprised. I've been a fan, you know, since day one, but there's no expectations, you know, just go out there and get the experience and go out there and learn and grow as a quarterback. And then maybe, you know, your two, your three is when you really want to be competitive, but um, anything that they do that isn't a complete disaster, I think is a win. So like if they're, you know, if they go out there and they win, you know, six, seven games or, you know, maybe he rushes for, you know, 700 yards and passes for, you know, 2,500 yards or something like that. Like that's, it's not a bad season. I think for him, like that's, that's a, a good growing season. And to get on the same page with your wide receivers is also huge too. I mean, you mentioned Pittman and Pierce, um, you know, you don't want them to not really have any experience with the guy besides practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about before I go to Utah? I just want to throw this out there because I feel like you would like this question as well. Uh, um, you, you just said, as I mentioned, Pierce and Pittman. What if they stink? What if he's okay? Like, what if he's okay, but they're just not good because they're young and their team is not as good as we anticipate them to be and they're trending down and they have a top five pick? Wouldn't it be something to see Marvin Harrison Jr. be an Indianapolis Colt? Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I would like that a lot. I mean, when I look at their roster right now, especially acknowledging now that Richardson is going to be starting from day one, that is the most apparent void of talent. And they have Pittman, who I think there's still a question mark whether or not that guy is a true number one in in today's league. There's so much wide receiver talent out there. But I mean, the fact that we're talking about Alec Pierce, I mean, he's a fine player, but I he's not a wide receiver too. I don't think Isaiah McKenzie is a wide receiver too. So, and they don't have, I like Mo Ali Cox, but he's very, he's very goal line specific. He's a huge target, but he's a good blocker, but he's not great when you're working across the middle of the field and trying to, you know, gain yards, convert third downs. Um, Kylan Granson, we'll see how he is, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I'm just like Amari Rogers. Josh Downs Josh can be Downs, nice. He can be obviously, fun. Obviously, you know, I always have a soft spot for my guy, Brashad Perryman, but we, we know where he is in his career at this point. Like, it is <laughs> He's a been in the issue. same place in his career the whole time. If Jonathan Taylor gets traded, like, where are the skill positions on this team? They might become, at that point, if Taylor's gone, the worst skill position team in the NFL. And that's not something that you want um, when you're trying to you know, ease, uh, uh, not really ease at this point, you know, get a, an NFL quarterback, a rookie NFL quarterback up to speed and, and learning the game at the level that you want. You can't make good reads if guys aren't, you know, beating their defenders. Um, the, it's like you can make as many good reads as you want, but it's never going to turn into anything. And we saw what happened with Justin Fields and they've made a real effort to go get him more weapons. Um, but now we're at the point where, he's on the hot seat, right? If it doesn't work out, Justin Fields hasn't gotten enough time with quality weapons in the NFL. Um, and his clock is ticking in, in some respect. And I wouldn't want the same thing for Anthony Richardson already acknowledging uh, Josh, you and me specifically in the off season that like, this is a guy that we need to be patient with. And, and Steichen just gets brought in as year one head coach. So I don't think anyone is, you know, too eager to see incredible results right off the bat, but yeah, I'm, if I'm Trevor Lawrence right now, I'm licking my chops. This di- this division seems like it should be a, a cakewalk. I, I know the Titans are well coached and they will put a good product on the field and they'll be more competitive than probably their their roster lets off to be. But um, the the Jags have to win this division. They have to win to handily. Yeah, I I would imagine so as well. 
and I'm also I'm I'm probably not into Michael Pittman as much as I would have been if Anthony Richardson wasn't starting. I I wasn't very into him anyway, um, just from a fantasy perspective. Jonathan Taylor becomes interesting. Like now, if you have the fifth overall pick and Jefferson and McCaffrey and Eckler, um, and if you're a Cooper Cup guy and you think he's going to become come back fully healthy if they're off the board. Like, are you enticed to take a guy like Jonathan Taylor over Jamar Chase, over Tyreek Hill, um, over Travis Kelsey? He's going to get a massive workload. So that that's an interesting consideration. But I'm always going to take the guys that are on more effective offenses. To me, Hill, Chase, and, and Kelsey are, are more appealing still. Yeah, absolutely. Fifth spot if you're picking there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably avoiding, um, avoiding guys in the Indianapolis Colts this season yeah i mean if you're a keeper league right and you want to take a shot on anthony richardson because you think next year he's going to pop off especially if he gets a guy like marvin harrison jr in there um i'm I'm with that for sure yeah i I look at i look at anthony richardson from a keeper standpoint and i was going to ask you guys actually because i'm about to make my keeper picks coming up this week um so a little daunting Uh, i think i'm going to keep isaiah pacheco for a 14th rounder I haven't decided what I want to do with James Cook yet. I don't know if I should keep him for an eighth rounder. I feel like I could still get him there, even though like the draft kind of moves up a couple slots. I really like him. I think he could be good. But I think if Anthony Richardson's in my available my keeper league, in, like rounds twelve and thirteen, like I may take a shot at him because if he comes out and he's throwing decent and it's clear that he's going to be the Colts quarterback of the future, but you know he's not up to snuff his rookie year but he shows great running ability. Like if he runs for 700 yards, scores 10 touchdowns, like Daniel Jones was still a top 10 fantasy quarterback last year. Doesn't get the respect he deserves for it, but he ran the football exceptionally well. I don't know if he'll replicate it, um, but hopefully the passing attack gets better. Danny Dimes can still be a top 12 guy. But if you could run your running quarterback in fantasy football, by and large, from that perspective, you tend to be a lot better and a lot more valuable. Um yeah. So I Sykin think did it with second did it with Hertz very, very well. So you know that yeah, it, it would be surprising, it. right? With his with his athletic profile and with Steichen at the helm, Richardson 700 yards on the ground as an indicator that next year it could be a thousand and maybe more than you know 10, 15 touchdowns. Like you want to be a part of that. I mean, like Nick said, he 12th, 13th out of round. Water. Why not? Why why yeah. wouldn't you take a shot there? The guy's testing ability was ridiculous. He's fast, he's 6'4, 240. Like he's a house, like bringing him down is going to be exceptionally hard. So at least from a raw ability standpoint, which always bodes a bit better from a fantasy perspective, Anthony Richardson's worth a late round flyer, even as your backup quarterback. Cause if in the second half of the season, he starts going off and you need those extra points. And maybe you have a guy like Herbert or Lawrence who are really great quarterbacks, but they're not doing it enough on the ground. And you kind of want to make that switch for in, in, in a, in a matchup dependent situation. You could be in good play. Let me go. Let's just before I think the AFC East is a lot more exciting. So talking from a fantasy perspective in the AFC South, the Colts, I think we said we're approaching very cautiously. Michael Pittman, is he in a wide receiver three league? Is he a wide receiver three or is he a flex guy or not even either? Is Michael Pittman? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's wide receiver three. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, Jonathan Taylor, if he's your for running back one going into the season, are you stoked or are you a little, I'm a little worried? Just because yeah. like there's already some, you know, issues coming out of camp. 
But mm. in terms of ability, I mean, he was hurt a little bit last year, and you know, obviously it was a down year compared to the season before that. But he's still a good running back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what about floating over to the Jaguars? Travis Etienne, if he's your running back one, how are you feeling? Still not great. I mean, he's a good running back too, but I mean, look, you want to have the top guys on your roster. You you want to you want to have, you know, either Eckler, McCaffrey, Bijan, Saquon, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and maybe Tony Pollard. Um, I would say Etienne and Najee and like Aaron Jones and you know Damian Pierce. Like that's the next tier, tier two, like Dalvin Cook. But my personal success, you know, just comes from having a good running back room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people are getting or shying away from that this season. And I always love the trend of going against the grain of what people in the draft are doing. Now, one of the biggest question marks and one of the biggest excitement points of the Jacksonville Jaguar season is the return of Calvin Ridley. Are you guys buying the hype that Calvin Ridley is full on going to overtake Christian Kirk as the number one wide receiver in Jacksonville and get that production? Or are you still putting a lot of stock in Christian Kirk as a potential wide receiver three and flex position player? Nick, I feel like you 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 like him, right? You like Ridley. Yeah. I mean, I would I mean he he's definitely a, a more complete wide receiver in my opinion. You know, is is better at kind of doing a range of things. I mean, you know, out of college he was, you know, really highly anticipated. Uh, prospect and obviously the suspension really hurts you know we haven't seen him for a long time but I think that you know someone who doesn't really understand football that well if you're in a league with a bunch of novices and even if you're in a league with people that just like overlook it like I think he can fall in the draft and I think that he'd be a good steal in like the fifth round maybe Mm -hmm. sixth round um, around that area but yeah, I mean, I think he can for sure be the number one receiver. I mean, he kind of models a little bit more what Trevor Lawrence had at Clemson than what Christian Kirk does. You know, I mean, he had some great go up and get him wide receivers um, with a little bit more athleticism. There's no slight on Christian Kirk. I mean, I still think he's a great receiver, and I still think he's going to get a ton of volume. But is he a number one um, on that team? I, I don't see that either of you guys should be a number one on your fantasy roster. I mean, they should be – maybe number two, three receivers, but still like, I do think really is going to have a better season. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree, but to your point though, if people are overlooking, I, I let's say the opposite happens. Like you're saying, if people overlook Ridley, you could snag him in the fifth or sixth round. That would be great. What if people overlook Ridley and get overhyped on them? Does that put you then in a good position to nab Christian Kirk in like the seventh, eighth round? Because I do sure. think Christian Kirk going for 1,100 yards, he was really good last year. They gave him that contract, which we all thought was a little bit crazy, but proved us wrong. I'm erring on the side that Trevor Lawrence's numbers also go up. Like last year, Trevor Lawrence, sure. yeah, no doubt, he threw for he threw 4,100 yards. He could get 4,500 this year, 4,600 yeah, for sure. I think his like, touchdown numbers go up too. Absolutely. Like there last was also year, some games that he wasn't that great last year. Like he was good, you know, for like by and large for the full season. But I mean, he had some down games. And I think this year is like a real year for him to be like, oh, wow, like we were actually pretty good last year. This is our division to take. You know, there's some pressure on them. They got, you know, a new receiver in the room as well. 
Mm-hmm. There's no reason why it shouldn't be an improvement. Yeah. I mean, look, they won their last – they won their one, two, three, four, five, six. They won six in a row to close the season. And they beat some – they beat the Titans. They beat – out of the Houston's – the Texans kind of suck. But they beat the Cowboys. They won to beat the Titans twice. And, and you know, they beat the Jets, who at, at least defensively were a good team. They beat them in New York. So I think this this Jacksonville team is going to be very exciting. Another year under Doug Peterson, who's a Super Bowl winning coach. Um, and it, outside of taking Jalen Rager um, and going back to Carson Wentz from Nick Foles, he made a lot of really great decisions in Philadelphia. So I think he's a really big boom player. What about in Tennessee? Uh, just just quickly, yeah, please. Um, really, on most fantasy football ADP charts, is a top forty guy. He's like mm. a wide receiver 16 is or 15 is where he's coming in on most boards. I I believe he is very talented. We saw that. We saw his connection with Matt Ryan. He, in my opinion, is not a top-end wide receiver too because when I look at Christian Kirk had 80-plus receptions, so did Zay Jones, who also had 850 yards. They have Evan Ingram, and they have Travis Etienne. I, I think that Trevor Lawrence is – him enhancing his game and continuing to get better. Some of that is also predicated upon the fact that he has to be a Tom Brady type passer, a Peyton Manning type passer where he is spreading the ball around to a lot of different guys. And he is hitting the open man, not necessarily feeding the ball to Calvin Ridley. Mm. And I just, because I just don't think the volume is going to be there for Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. I think there's too many mouths to feed on that offense. And Zay Jones is the second round pick. It's like, it's not like that guy was, a slouch. He just all had some off the field issues and True. ended up in some not really good circumstances. And that's why, you know, the Jags were able to kind of get him for um, 10 cents on the dollar basically. And he was really successful last year. He had a great connection with Trevor Lawrence. So it's, it's less about Ridley's uh, I'm a, li- I'm a little wary of just Ridley coming back after the suspension and not playing for a while. And I'd rather trust a guy like Christian Kirk in the seventh round who I know is going to find the open spot on the field and probably going to beat Calvin Ridley from a reception standpoint. So if you're in a full point PPR, I like Christian Kirk a lot. Um, although Calvin Ridley, you know, in his heyday with the Falcons was no stranger to an eight reception day that did happen. It's not like he can't do that, but I, it's just a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. But in a good way, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are in a really nice position to be successful. Uh, let's go over to maybe two of the least exciting teams in the entire NFL. We could go through them as quickly as you guys would like, the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Starting in Tennessee, Hop goes over there. A, does his career go over there to die, or does he get revitalized once again and has a really nice fantasy years, maybe a wide receiver too? If Derrick Henry's your running back one, are you excited about it? Um, what about some Tajay Spears rookie running back? Is he a guy you're looking at later in the later in draft, maybe as a keeper type player? Um, what about Traylon Burks? Uh, I'm honestly staying away from most of those guys besides Derrick Henry. Okay, I'm hearing, you know, that I saw like a report that like DeAndre is back to vintage DeAndre Hopkins, but like, what does that mean? I mean, <laughs> he's still in Tennessee at the end of the day. Um, you know, he had some nice games over in Arizona, but it's not the same DeAndre Hopkins of old. So I'm staying away from everyone besides Derrick Henry. I don't really want anyone on that team. Traylon Burks, you know, another guy who got hurt last year, um, who just didn't really, you know, pop off. I mean, it really just depends on who's playing quarterback for them. But yeah, I'm staying away. Us? Yeah, I'm, I'm 
with Nick, stay away from Traylon Burks. Like, there's a good chance that week five he's going to be available on the waiver wire anyway. Um, Hopkins is going to demand the targets. It's just Ryan Tannehill's the quarterback. Like, how much can Traylon Burks really pop off? Like, what? what does that even look like, right? What does him, his ceiling, no matter what, is not, like, he won't be a top, he won't be a top 24 wide receiver. There's just not going to be enough volume there. And mm. uh, it's, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not buying that. I mean, I'm not even wasting a stash. I'd, I'd rather probably, you know, waste it on someone I know is going to get some volume. And then if week five rolls around and he's there and I want to take a flyer, I can. Um, yeah, I mean, Hop is, fine like if you wide receiver three i'm sure he'll get he, he'll be a like high floor guy you know if it's a, mm. a true ppr maybe you're looking at 12 points every week or something like that and and if, if you're okay with that um i don't i think it's a safe play and then derrick henry is derrick henry so i'm, I'm with nick all across the board there yeah. nice um what about conquo the tight end is he like a good backup tight end you guys he was no no let's do our draft you want to do a draft? I'm not enough advice for you. I'm not. I'm just. Uh, hey, I'm just trying to talk fantasy football and get and get some advice for the people. I don't need. Look, I don't need y'all's advice. I'm, I'm just excited to keep building my teams. Yeah. Well, I'm getting. I'm putting things in order as well as we talk. So I do. Mm. I did want to co- cover a little more of the AFC East um, and talk some fantasy football from that perspective because we hit the Jets running back room and the and the Patriots running back room. But I wanted to talk maybe about outside of Stefan Diggs and weapons in Buffalo. Um, and what you guys are feeling about the running back room in Miami? Mm, I mean, the Miami running back room doesn't really impress me that much, honestly. It's not like I would be willing to take one of those guys, you know, to be my number two or three. I, I, there's just too much uncertainty of who's going to be the guy. And, you know, they were talking about Dalvin going there. And then, you know, as we mentioned, Kareem Hunt could end up going there. So, I don't know. I, it just when it's that crowded of a room, and they don't really know who their definitive guy is, I wouldn't touch them. Okay, Toss. Any thoughts there? Yeah, I'm probably staying away until they inevitably sign Cream Hunt, and then I'm willing to pick him up. <laughs> I mean, is, isn't Jeff Wilson like their highest rated running back in that room right now? Wilson. They still have Mostert. Ah, chains there. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm not unwilling to like stash one of those guys as a back. I mean, I feel like they're worthy. Of this, like, I think worthy of a st- something like, and the point I wanted to get to in Houston, and it's not running. It's not, this is not advice. I'm just trying to talk through teams in fantasy football. Like someone has to eat in these places. Someone has to get some kind of yardage in Houston. Right. Like, so that's why Damian Pierce is valuable. Like there's Nico Collins and John Mechie. Those guys valuable stash guys. Is, is Dalton Schultz valuable because he was a former top 10 tight end. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather take Dalton Schultz than a Conquo, even though I think a Conquo might be just as talented as Dalton Schultz, but I just trust him more. And a, and a full PPR is not a bad guy to stream on your 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 tight end ones by week, or if you 
you know, you wait for tight ends and that's kind of your strategy. Dalton Schultz is a fine guy to, to wait on. If you want to take him at the, you know, tight end eight, right. If he's the eighth tight end off the board or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Mechie, I'm like, especially if you're in a keeper league, I'm interested to, to take a flyer on him, right? Like I've seen Traylon Burks in action. I know he wasn't fully healthy last season. I haven't seen Mechie do his thing. And he was a very talented wide receiver at Alabama. Um, and I think he has a unique skill set. So I, I'm not unwilling to just hold on to him if I'm in a keeper. Maybe it turns into a wide receiver down the road next season or something like that. Okay. That's pretty much it on the Texans for me. I don't, I'm not really interested in anything else on their yeah. squad. I just feel, I understand that. I just feel like, like with Cooks last year and, and those, those guys are sometimes like fantasy winners. You know what I'm saying? Do you think Gabe Davis? James Cook, I know I mentioned him as a potential keeper for me. Are you buying any stock in these guys? Like if Jimmy Cook is your running back two or your third running back, are you happy with that as a potential guy over there? He averaged 5.5 plus you know yards per carry last year. Um, and then Gabe Davis obviously was supposed to be pretty hyped coming into last year. Uh, Dawson Knox, are you balking at him with Dalton Kincaid's involvement? I mean, as it stands right now in the running back rankings in fantasy football, James Cook, you know, consensus is right now is a top 25 running back in fantasy. So, I mean, if you break it down, if you have a 10-team league and everyone has three running backs, I mean, he's he's going to be rostered, right? Yeah. Um, if he's your and, RB3, I think you should be pretty yeah. happy with that, right? Maybe not yep. RB2. Maybe you're, you want to make sure you have another guy at the three and, and maybe the uh, an RB4 as well that could potentially end up as – as a starter for you, um, Knox, yeah. I'm I'm fading a bit. I like Kincaid. I, I think it, he'll eat some of those carries. Gabe Very Davis good. is you know around the 50 range, 48, 50. So I mean, he's another guy, wide receiver three. Just acknowledging yeah. that you're never going to get consistency from him. You're going to get yeah, boom. He's games, he's a like, one boomer bust type guy. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to take a boomer bust guy, I might as well take Ty Lockett. Yeah, it's a good. I threw that. I threw a poll up on our Instagram today. Who would you want? DK Metcalf in the third, Lockett in the seventh, or Jackson Smith and Jigba in the ninth? Thought that was pretty. I like that. I mean, it's a it's a good question. Very good question. All right, let's get to it. I'm still filling out the rosters a little bit, um, putting them in positions. Are we? So our league that we're doing mock draft for to fill everybody else in. Uh, we each have four teams. The three wide receiver league PPR. And I think two flex. Do you guys want to be one or two flexes? We didn't decide. One. One? Okay. An emphatic one. Okay. So we've left off. Read through the rosters really quickly. Get this over here. Share my screen. We've made four picks thus far. No, we've made more than that. We've, we've we have five. made five picks. Got it. We've made five picks. That means we are starting and um, filling out one of the rosters right here. Uh, we've made five picks, so that means we'll do rounds six. We'll do. We could do round six today, and then save it for uh, maybe round seven to close out. There's going to be the flex round eight. Cool, cool, cool. So the last couple teams we'll get to later. I'll finish I'll finish filling them in later. 
Um, all right, digs in up them holes. One, two, three. You are up. That's your team toss. Um, remember, we are doing one flex right here. Two running backs, three wide receivers, a flex, and a tight end. Correct. Jace. Oh wow! So I am. Uh... All right. So it's flex and tight end for this squad uh, and a quarterback. I do need a quarterback. <laughs> can't can't forget my quarterback. Um, no. Remind me again. So there's eight rounds. So got it. So Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Jackson, Herbert, Fields, and Lawrence are all off the board. Lawrence Joe is Burrow not. Is... La Lawrence and Joe Burrow are still there. Okay, then I will be taking potentially Trevor Lawrence. Potentially. Um, and this just J.K. Dobbins is off the board. Yes. No, he's not. He's not off the board. He's still on the board. Got it. Um, okay. Wide receiver still on the board. Like Godwin, right? He's still there. IU Pickens. Lock All it. on the board. All on the board. The previously mentioned Gabe Davis, Michael Pittman. Um, okay. Good to know. And then tight ends. Just feeling it out, giving the listeners a little bit of, of just context where we are. Pitts is gone, right? But Waller's gone, but Goddard, Ingram, Fryermuth, those guys are all there. All those guys are there. Hawkinson is also gone. Right. And George Kittle's gone. Okay. Uh, cool. I'm going to select um, J.K. Dobbins. Cool. J.K. Dobbins in the flex. Good pick. You don't think a bit of a reach over here in round six? No. Okay. That is your that is your selection. Okay, my I'm up with my team, uh, the hippies. I got Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb as my running backs, Devonta Smith, uh, Christian Watson. I have a wide receiver position open and a flex position is taken by Joe Mixon. Uh, you mentioned him before. The off chance that Baker Mayfield is good. I'm going with Chris Godwin right here as my wide receiver three. Filling out my measly wide receiver room. Uh, J.K. Dobbins' overall ADP is 52nd, by the way. Okay. So, shame on me. Here you go. Nick, you're up. Can you please? Team. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Um, all right. I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard on this pick. Dallas Goddard, tight end. He's joining the Adams family. So that team right now, Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, Miles Sanders running back, Jonathan Taylor running back, Devontae Adams, wide receiver, DJ Moore, wide receiver, and your tight end is now Dallas Goddard. Going up to your other team, Nick, mm -hmm. uh, the Saquon Charles Barkley's right now. You have Jalen Hurts at quarterback. You have Saquon at running back with Brees Hall. You have one wide receiver and A.J. Brown, and then you have Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tight end. It's handcuff time. Ah, smart move. Smart move. Dalvin Cook uh, at the flex. Hey, there was a there was a year where you know people had uh, Chubb and Cream Hunt, and they were running both of them, and that worked out pretty well. So, just some food for thought. Uh, probably a player I could have taken right there. Um, the Flamingos, Josh Allen is my quarterback, running back uh, James Conner. I have Amon Ross St. Brown, Jerry Judy, and Travis Kelsey. 
part of me is like, I need a running back here because James Connor, we've absolutely crapped on him the, during the entirety um, of this existence of this game. Uh, it's really risky doing this. I think though, I'm, I'm going to go with the flyer pick here. I think he could really pop off. Um, I know Desmond Ritter is not a great quarterback, but I'm going to go. Oh, he's already been selected. Drake London. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. That would have been really fun. Um, okay. Uh, I'm probably going to go with Alvin Kamara. I know not ideal at the running back spot, but he's only suspended for three games. games. All right. The Tristan, the Tristan Thompson cheetahs toss. You're up running backs, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, DK Metcalf, Tyreek Hill, and Amari Cooper, your wide receivers. Yeah. And so I just want to throw out there. If one of our eight players goes out for the year, it's just kind of tough luck, right? That's just it. It's your roster, man. That's why we're doing it. That'll make things very, very interesting. Uh, I will select Trevor Lawrence with this pick. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Back to you with Chase Bank. You have Kittle at tight end. You have Drake London, who I wanted right there. It was a good pick. At wide receiver three, your two wide receiver one and two, Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson, your running back one is Ramondre Stevenson. My running back one is Ramondre Stevenson, and he will uh, – just quick question. Is Javante Williams available? Javante Williams is available. Got it. Got it. I'm not going to take him. I'm just – Okay. Just curious. Just feeling it out. Um, I will be – do I have a flex? No, I need to get my flex still. Okay. Copy, copy. Is Christian Watson gone? He is gone. Okay. Uh, I will select Stackmaster General, Joe Burrow. Wow. Joe Burrow, here we go, joining Jamar Chase. We love a good stack. The only stack we got. Um, okay, the Bijan Bijans with the aging wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Evans, running backs, Bijan Robinson, and defending rushing champ Josh Jacobs. Some question marks over there for him. And you got Pat Mahomes. They need a wide receiver and they need a tight end. And a flex, of course. Um, Deontay Johnson still available. I don't know. I feel like George Pickens could easily overtake him. I might. I think this is actually, I know we were kind of talking about him being a little unreliable in Indianapolis, but I think this is a good spot for Michael Pittman. I think he'll get a lot of receptions. He had 99 last year uh, with some up and down quarterback play. So go a little bit younger, get Michael Pittman as your wide receiver three here. That is a shaky receiver room in my opinion. Keenan, Mike Evans, and Michael Pittman. Yeah. Slim Pickens right now. Uh, Two girls, one cup, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, and TJ Hawkinson. Oh, okay. Um, we are looking at quarterbacks here. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Deshaun Watson. Oof. Here we go, Deshaun. Comeback season. Run CMC, Fields, CMC, Gibbs, Waddle, McLaren. Let's see here. I think with that one, I wanna go. Hmm. Look at the receivers that are still available. Let's go Brandon Ayuk. Mm. 
nice pick. I think, think he had a nice year last year with uh, Debo going in and out. And, you know, he was definitely a, a big target for Brock Purdy, and he's been named the guy. So, yeah, he, he did. keeps it going. He definitely had a really, really sneaky year last year. It's a nice pick. Um, okay. All right. Wide receiver over here. Um, yeah, I, this could be a bit of a reach um, and another wide receiver, shaky wide receiver room. But to me, he's the best guy available. I'm going to go Christian Kirk. A wide receiver three for the chocolate eclairs. Chocolate eclairs. Uh, meet the Jeffersons, Justin Herbert, Kenneth Walker III, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, and Mark Andrews. Got it. So I just need a running back and a wide receiver to round this out. You're just going to do uh, one of oh, the and a, and, a, and, a, and a flex. And a got flex. It. So you'll do one position, okay. and then we'll come back to the remaining rest of the draft tomorrow. Boom. Fantastic. With the dopeness, uh, I will be selecting a favorite of mine, Tyler Lockett. Seattle. Tyler Lockett. Love it. Finishing out Lockett. Good pick over there. I was debating him, but I don't want to be two old balls in that other wide receiver room. <laughs> and we will finish our fantasy draft tomorrow. Gentlemen, very exciting stuff. Remember, it is the fantasy points for the entire year, and that is how we will decide the winner. Hit your free throws because they're free. Fisher Topless DJ, Nikki Snacks, Crider. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.